Hello and welcome back to the Miss Rolling In, where we are now on episode four of season four. three. I think we need to start doing these numbers because it's getting very confusing at this point. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Jacob. Jacob, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's a mild Wednesday evening in the heart of Not- Nottingham. It's a bit. How about you? How are you doing? It's a bit clammy. If, a bit clammy. If, as I'd say, it's a bit clammy. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's a bit sweaty, so I don't, I don't really like it. I sort of almost miss the cold a little bit, but I can't really complain. However, we sort of rejoin this podcast um, still on zero points in the league. Wah, wah, wah. So I guess the natural uh, place to start is the Stoke game. Jacob, yeah. discuss it for um, me, please, pal. I think almost kind of a, a much of a muchness is is happening with these four games of, I mean, we were, we were just talking then before we started, I was saying that, you know, the, the, the first half probably wasn't really that bad. You know, they were, you know, they're the kind of on top, a, a, a little bit as you'd expect a home team to be, but we weren't atrocious, but and. Mm. and and that feels like I've said that a lot about the last four games, but yeah. unless you turn that into points, whether that be, you know, at a, a snap your hand off for a draw, you know, at a probably killed several people for a win, but unless you can turn that half decent performance into a, I say half decent, it wasn't obviously that, but, you know, a not bad, not so bad performance into something, mm. that's when you get a, that's when you struggle, you know, it's the, you know, people always talk about classic Manchester United and stuff under Fergie of, you know, they didn't play particularly well, but they still ground out the win. That's a champion's performance. And that's, you know, I, and we obviously we're clearly not champions. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's what's very that's apparent to sure, see. That's for sure. I mean, before the game, I was almost a little bit excited because we got a start for Carvalho. Um, Taylor, Maiton, Carvalho and Zinkenegel is relatively exciting in a sense of uh, some great attacking options there but it just feels like behind that just isn't working at the minute um, we can't get these players on the ball sort of fast enough or enough at all and it's just making for a really dull uh, affair I mean at one point I can't remember what time it was in the game but we hadn't had a shot on target in fact we never had a shot on target but we hadn't had a shot so that's that's just appalling, really. Yeah, yeah. I think I think kind of my point towards it not being so bad, particularly in the first half, is that is that you know the the defensive third, the middle third, is the getting getting out of that, yeah, isn't it? And, and doing something with the ball further up. That's that's the kind of thing that changes. And we, you know, and, and I think we're gonna we're gonna touch on what our starting level would be for Dart for the Derby game later on. But I think. It's quite clear to me, and this is kind of a, almost a, a small defence of, of Chris Hughton being that he clearly doesn't have a settled back for, for all the issues that have gone at fullback and, you know, losing Joe, Joe Warrell's not featured at all as he this season no. and losing Ember So in the first game who looked very decent. So, that, you know, there's this clear organisational issues with the back four there. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he's finally, as I probably will we'll touch slightly on with the Wolves game, he's finally got his man in James Garner. For central midfield, and then you know there's ongoing issues there with a serious lack of creativity. 
yeah with uh Yates and Colback um but I, I just feel like he could it could almost be like the perfect storm of you know he's not particularly doing well as in Chris Hooten the team he can't put the team that he would like to put out and you know there's the obviously other factors but I, f- I feel like it could be a perfect storm leading to mm. his dismissal and ultimately. on Twitter earlier um someone shared page four of the chairman's letter back in the day if you remember that um and part of it is about playing style and it says um we want you all of the club supporters and neutrals to be entertained and see attacking football played in a manner that excites and infuses and which sends the supporters home happy i mean i think it's safe to say that hasn't been happening for a while in stoke was just yet another example of how that just isn't true at all yeah, and I think this this harks back to, you know, when we first took over, when Chris Hooten first took over and I kind of pointed out that even if it does go well and we do get promoted, he will never be the Forest fans' choice. The only, the only way he could be the Forest fans' cho- choice is if we literally played the football we're playing now, but won every game 1-0. You mm-hmm. know, point, points mean prizes, don't they? So, you know, if we won every game 1-0 and end up winning another Champions League, people will swallow the bad football. But yeah. you literally, you have to be... Uh, almost as Sabri was when we were in the playoffs and things like you know we beat Leeds and stuff like that. It was very, well, I don't want to say negative, but counter attacking and, and yeah. uh, you know calling the ride the lightning thing. But you know it was a uh, very much based on hanging in a game. But he was yeah. winning games, yeah. Um, so everyone kind of got on board with it. But it's just not happening for Chris Hoot. Yeah, and I'll I draw a line underneath the the Stoke game by just saying once again it almost felt inevitable. Um, I've sort of maybe even stopped being as surprised or as annoyed at the end of it now because I'm just sort of starting to accept it and there's no way that we should be accepting mediocrity and sitting bottom of the table with zero points. So one to forget, as have the other three been. But with that comes a a chance for uh, Forrest to prove themselves as a a team full of young, exciting talent against Wolves in the Cup, um, which Sora's got hammered 4-0. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't know how you feel about it, Jake, but I'm not entirely bothered about that. Um, no. This this would be the one kind of real positive that I'll say about Chris Hooten, the, the two League Cup games. And obviously, you know, you want to win every game. You want to go far in the Cup, but not at the expense of what else could happen in, in the Championship. But one thing I think he's done really well is his team selection for both games. You know, we, we beat Bradford. We played a bit of decent football with some first-teamers coming back in and lots of youth team players. And we had seven players from the youth team starting against uh, Wolves. And, you know, they they, they still had Jao Moutinho in midfield. Mm. So, you know, they, and their, their back three was the same back three that played uh, Leicester, I believe, at the, the weekend. So, yeah, so they it's had a, a strong, strong team it's out. a strong lineup, yeah. So, so to hang on for 60 minutes, and of course, 4-0 never looks good, especially, you know, the, the two goals in one minute and the, the two goals in two minutes. But we had a very, very, very young team out and mm. uh, and a game that, like, as you said, like, are we that disappointed to be out of it? And the obvious answer is, is no. But, yeah. you know, I would have liked to have won. I'd have liked it to be closer. But he blooded... Again, another debut for Ollie Hammond, who seemed pretty decent, particularly in the first half. So not not particularly the end of the world, just the 4-0 doesn't look good. And I guess one positive to take from it is that Horvath actually looks like a, a good keeper. Um, I know he conceded four. However, 
you know, looking back at some of the highlights, he looks like he did have a very good game. It probably could have been a lot worse without his efforts. So that's promising. Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like it could probably have been eight if he wasn't for him in the first half. So yeah. yeah. Um so on to previewing Saturday's match with Derby County. Um I don't really know where to it's one of the, it's a strange one because you know it's that game that we should be looking forward to the most every single season. You know, or at least one of the two type thing. But I'm kind of almost not wanting it to happen because of what we're doing right now. Um, I looked at the start of the season at, at them as a club and thought that literally we'll be in the op- in the polar opposite positions, but it's almost, it almost feels like they've got the, the whole world's against us. It's us, us versus them, you know, like what Mourinho used to try and do with his teams back in the day. So it, it, looking at it now, I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to bodge mid table safety and where, where the ones fighting especially if nothing changes, but I'm not sure how you feel about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it, but I'll be honest. Um, it could go either way. Uh, it could be the turning point where we, you know, have a really good performance. Beating Derby will always get the fans, um, you know, sort of interested again, but I just fear that it could very well be a another disappointing performance and you can sort of, whilst it's, Disappointing to lose to people like Stoke and Bournemouth or whatever. It's a different story when it's Derby County. Um, No one wants to lose to Derby County as a Forest fan. So I think if we we did get beat by Derby, then Hooten is on his way out, Um, which in my current thinking, I I would like that to happen. Not not at the cost of us losing to Derby. I just like to see him gone anyway. so I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll be dreading it and it'll be a nervy watch. But, you know, they've got their own issues. They're not the best team in the world either. Yes, they've got, you know, a point or two on us in the in the league as it stands early days, but I, I think I think we'll have enough if if we if he gets the team selection right, I think we'll have enough to, to do them over. I I think it's kind of almost a, a free hit for Hooten because I think if he loses, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's gone. I think he has to. I don't think the fans will stand for it. Five from five with the fifth one being Derby, especially with the dire end to last season. Yeah. Um, but also, if he if we were to win this in you know in not just a boring fashion, but if thump them or like a last minute winner kind of thing, this could catapult the season. This could restart the season because then you look at it and you go, well, we played five, we won one, we just beat Derby. We've actually got 41 games left and absolutely anything is possible. So that that's I, I don't think I don't don't foresee him. I mean, obviously it's only what what's Wednesday now before Saturday. So obviously yeah. I don't think you'll be going after last night's game. But I think it's a free hit for Hooten. I think he could go all out and and really turn it around, or it'll be his last game in charge. And just quickly, do you see a scenario where we beat Derby uh, and Hooten still loses his job? With the international break coming up, do you do you think there's any potential of that happening? Um, no, I don't think I don't think anyone gets sacked after beating your local rival. Right, fair. I think I think you I think and the, I think the same thing happened with Stuart Pearce. I think mm. when he was in charge when with Ben Osborne last minute goal, I think he was going to get sacked. 
Oh, we won that, and I think he bought him two or three extra games. So I think I see a similar situation. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, international break coming up, it seems like the perfect time to pull the trigger and see what happens. But hey, let's let's see what happens Saturday. I would very much like to hope that Dane Murphy has his chickens lined up. Yeah, well, for, I would, judging by how we've done stuff in recent years, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this time they announced the manager before they denounced him was sacked. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and I, I actually think I know some people. There are some always some comments in places where you say it's kind of heartless and things like that. But I think that having the forethought of being able to hire someone to come in straight away is 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 good. Uh, that kind of whole that time between sacking someone and bringing someone in that's just more time for me where fans could be going, yeah, I've got a fucking clue what you're doing. So yep. you know, I, I'd like to hope that phone calls can <coughs> put out. I don't know. I don't know who. Would be coming in, and I, you know, I think there's a lot of fan chatter at the minute around people like Eddie Howe and Chris Wilder and things like that. Um, I don't think we're as a club we're in a position to to go for somebody with that bigger name. Yeah, but you know, Dane Murphy has a has a history of hiring good unknown managers like uh, Valerian Ishmael. So, yeah. So <clears throat> to move to move this on, what we'll do for the derby game is we'll go through position by position, um, and we'll say who we would like to start, who would be our ideal starting 11 as a podcast. Um, I, th- I think as well to, to point out, we're going to stick with Chris Hooten's 4-2-3-1 and also take into account current injuries, not a, not a dream 11. For yeah, game. exactly. Because this would not be our formation or dream 11. <laughs> I can certainly tell you that. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll start with the goalkeeper position. So who would you like to see starting in goal? I, it's a tricky one because I th- I thought about until right until this moment, I'd be saying Horvath, mm. but Bree Samba's got a little bit of the flair about him. So I feel like for the Derby game, he might be, and this could backfire against me. I feel like he could be the one to step up to the plate, if you know what I mean. Like the yeah. Leeds game where he knocked that ball off the line. So I think he gets one last chance for me, Bree Samba. Right, interesting. Um, I was definitely going to say Horvath, um, but thinking about how Samba would lap up the atmosphere in a derby game, I think you've you've convinced me actually. Um, but I was very much Samba out, Horvath in. However, you know what? For the sake of this, I'll let him start. You get it, like you get, like you say, similar to Chris Hooten, he gets one last chance. Yeah, I, I, and also I think I touched on it earlier about the defensive organization. Organization, I think chopping the keeper out with such a Bodge back four. Yeah, true. It isn't isn't going to help at this point. So yeah, I think one last chance for Bruce Samba. Interesting. So right back for me has to be Finn back. I don't think there's any other option. I think this is going to be the easiest selection. It's got to be Finn back. Yeah, got to be. Yeah, he's looked really bright, really promising um, in the games he's played. I think he settled into the championship and first team football in the championship really well. Um, so. Yeah, I'm really happy with him and can't see anyone else really fighting for that position at the moment. No, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. I wouldn't say happy, but I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he'd reverted to Jordan Gabriel mm. um, because Hooten does things like that. Yes, he has clear favourites, I think. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it has to be thin back for me yeah. based on performances alone. Yeah, I think... One of the centre-back pairings, there's no point as even discussing it. I think Scott McKenna literally walks into the squad. Um, do you have any any issues with that? Uh, no, no. I think he's 
possibly the best centre back at the club, and yeah. and certainly the best fit centre back. So yeah, it has to be Scott McKenna. And who would you put next to him? Uh, at the at the risk of saying things that aren't going to happen, I'd I'd probably go for Fernandez or Harbottle because it, oh. mainly because I detest Figueredo, but I think again for the for the continuity and for the kind of experience i'd probably go figurado yeah i don't really i don't think i see any sort of situation where hooten doesn't start mckenna and fig obviously really i know we've already said it but i really have to point out this is not our dream 11 because no way would fig get close um no. for me he's a liability doesn't have a smart command but i think unfortunately for this he, he will definitely be starting Yes, I mean uh, he hasn't he hasn't been the absolute worst this season, but he's nowhere near the absolute best, is he? Yeah. So I, I I think I've seen enough from Fernandez and Harbottle in the in the League Cup games to to think yeah that they could step up to the occasion. But I suppose they did play ninety minutes and get a a, a, tum, a, a Premier League tump in yeah. this week, so I, I can kind of see absolutely why. duped, as they say. <laughs> Left back, who are we talking? Uh, I'd probably go Jordan Gabriel, but I think it'll be Guyton Bong. Yeah, I think it will be Guyton Bong. I won't mind it being Gabriel or Richardson. <sighs> in fact, in fact, this is our starting eleven. Yeah, fuck him. We'll pick who the fuck we want. <laughs> we'll have Jordan Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, Guyton Bong should never be anywhere near that fucking squad. Uh, and he proves it every single time. He's, he's just sloppy, but... Getting fucked off. We'll have Jordan Gabriel. Thank you. Jordan Gabriel, yeah. Your, Special mention to, to Richardson because yeah, I think he played yeah. pretty decent against Bradford. I wouldn't be mad with either of them um, stepping up into that left-back role. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Although we do desperately need an actual left-back uh, shortly. Ooh. Ooh. So moving into midfield, I think the, I mean the first name on the team sheet, apart from what we've just discussed about Finn Back, is going to be hashtag three seven JG or JG three seven, whichever way around it is. Yeah, James Garner, absolutely. The the I'm trying to think of another footballer. I don't know. He's a Birkenhead. Name a good foot, a footballer starts with a B. Mate, he's, he's smashing this. Oh, the Birkenhead he's... Beckenbauer. No, oh, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. I don't be too, be too fucking enthusiastic about it. Uh, well, the James Garner, fuck it, just James Garner, that'll do. Yeah, it? well, you dragged that out. If, I know, Jesus, oh, yeah, dreadful. Yeah. James Garner, James. absolutely. And welcome back, son. I like Tyrese Fornar, but I, we both know it's going to be Ryan Yates. But this is but our dream lineup. This is no, our not, dream. Not so, who would you have, JJ? Fornar, Garner, Bosch. Oh. Oof. That's, the thought the, the, of that actually excites me. I'd like to see pivot. it. I think that'd well, be more. I, I, th- I think on that point as well. I think there could be potential for it to be Colback at left back. Yeah, because it could he could go Garner and Yates Colback at left back with a. I think Colback's played. I think Colback might even be a better left back because he's not an effective central midfielder, is he? He's a waste of a, a central midfielder. I can tell you that. So, yeah, Fauna and Garner for me. I think they'd get the ball moving and. They always look a bit positive um, and move us quicker to get the the good players on the ball, as you could say. So mm. that brings us nicely into the three in front of Ooh. Fauna and Garner. Who are we going for? 
Who's your three? Mm, I think on the right, uh, it's got to be Cincinnati. Yeah. Coming, cutting in on that left foot exactly as he scored against, I can't remember the team he scored the good goal against. Was it Blackburn at home? Yes. He scored the good goal against. Yep. Uh, in the 10, I'd quite like, uh, ooh, uh, Brennan Johnson. Yeah, you could make a case for Carvalho, but I think in this type of game, it'll be a bit faster. And I think whilst whilst I do adore him, I don't think this is a game for Carvalho. No, no. And I think we're both going to agree on left wing being Alex Mighton. Yeah, I had the same three down as Mighton, Johnson, Ooh. Zinc. Easy. Yeah. Which brings us to the last question. Who starts up top for you? Is it Taylor or is it Graben? Um, I think it will be Lewis Graben, but I don't give a fuck what I think. I want it to be Lyle Taylor because yes. I think he will push and press and harry and make their lives a fucking misery, which is exactly what you need in this type of game. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree. So there's our starting 11. We've got Horvath back McKenna. Fig. No, we haven't got half off. We've got Bruce. Sorry, fucking up. So, our start <laughs> 11 is Samba, Back, Figueredo, McKenna, Jordan Gabriel, Fauna, Garner, Mighton, Johnson, Zinkenagel, and Taylor. So, let's see just how close we are on Saturday. Feel free to let us know if you're listening to this. Feel free to let us know what your ideal starting 11 would be on Saturday against Derby. Obviously, taking into account current injuries and the shit system. See what you come up with. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what people would say, particularly around left back and the centre midfield partnership. Yeah. I do you know what as well? Oh, outside bet. I, two things I'd like to see are, I'd like to see Ryan Yates as centre back and I'd like to see Joe Lolling from. Ooh, that's spicing things up a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think Ryan Yates, I think I've said it, back when we first started the podcast, he's got everything about him screams centre-back to me. Yeah, I and agree. Imagine him and Joe Warrell at centre-back. Woof. Je- Jesus Christ, yeah. I mean, obviously, that discounts McKenna, but yeah, I just, I'd like to see that. And, I, I, and Joe Lolly, you know, he's got a decent strike on him. It's clearly not working from down the wing. He seems to have lost a bit of pace, but kind of almost fox in the box with a de- decent strike on him. I think it could just be worth a, worth a, worth a bash. Can't be any worse than Taylor or Grabbing at the minute. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, this is the last game before the international break, so the predictor score is going to be super quick. But Derby County, JJ, what are you going for? I'm going for a convincing 3-0 win to the Reds. Ooh, uh, wow. Uh, I'm going to go a more realistic 3-1 <laughs> to the Reds. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> In reality, cool. we're, uh, we're going to watch a 0-0 draw, but fuck it. I mean, I would take a 0-0 draw. In fact, I would... I would do terrible things for a nil-nil draw Oof. because it would mean that they still haven't they they haven't scored against us. We still have that glorious, glorious cup, and uh, it's a starting point. Yeah, a literal starting point. I see what you've done there. That's nice. Oh, I didn't. That was unintentional, oh. but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So. That brings us around to Twitter questions, JJ. Yes, uh, we pitched the question out. We keep forgetting to uh, actually ask on Twitter for the last few weeks. So we decided today to bring it back and we got a few. So 
The first one, Jacob, uh, Barry Turner, Crunchy1865 uh, on Baz. Twitter. Big Bazza. Big Bazza Tuzza, as we call Talk it. Talk to me. Uh, what do you make of the Taylor WhatsApp messages? Have you seen these, Jacob? I have seen these. Um, I actually replied to somebody on Twitter with uh, real or not, and then it was the the gif of uh, Barney from The Simpsons hooking the dolphin straight into his veins because if it's fake, I love the shithousery, keep it up. Yeah. If it's real, I love the truth, keep it up. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. ha- I'm happy both ways. Yeah. You? I think it's completely and utterly fake. Uh, but the fact that it could... <laughs> I think Lyle, don't know Lyle, it Lyle Taylor has that in him, though. Yeah. I think Lyle Taylor has that in him. I think That's, it's just fake or not, I think it... It just we're we're a broken club right now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I almost want it to be true, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause it, it's just a bit more excited, isn't it? But yeah, I, d- I don't think they're they're real. No. Anyway, we go on to next question from Owen Bailey, the Owen. legend Owen Bailey at Big City Ground. OB the OG. We can't mention his name without mentioning his tagline it's getting boring at this point actually Owen I, I'm sorry that you have to keep listening to us saying that about you uh, but he's come through with if we lose on Saturday then surely that's the end for Chris Uton but with only a couple of days left of the transfer window the next manager will already have the this isn't my squad excuse and so it continues the circle of life of Forest. I mean I don't know what you think, Jake, but that sort of net hits the nail on the head for me of why we're in the current mess we're in. I yeah, I mean, if we lose this game and he's not sacked by Sunday morning, then I I think we should organise some kind of march on the city ground for, for Sunday yeah. afternoon. Um, I understand that somebody will have already have that excuse, but uh, I mean, this there's still going to be a, a couple of couple of does it end on Tuesday? I think it's still yeah. going to be a couple of days. Um, uh, and it's not like we've done much business anyway. So I suppose Chris Hutton could have that excuse, couldn't he? So mm. I don't know. I feel like there's enough in the squad for somebody not to have that excuse, and especially with the kids that are coming through who are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you lose on Saturday, he's gone. And yes, the, that manager will already have that excuse. Yeah, although... Or need it. Saying that, yeah, they might not need it because if they... You, I think we've got a good squad in there somewhere. It just needs to be used in the right way and be effective, which at the moment mm. it isn't. So they might have that excuse, but they also might not need it. But I think that's very wishful thinking right now. Um, yep. We go through to Sam at Forest Our Magic, who... Samo, Samo. That's the one um, who's <laughs> been nailing the secret word. So I think before we go into Sam's question, uh, let's give him the pleasure of a secret word in this segment. So Jacob, what's a secret word to go for context, by the way, I've done a really bad of a really bad job of explaining this. We've got a competition up on our Twitter right now to win the forest away shirt. You get an extra entry. If you message us a secret word sort of off the back of listening to this podcast. So Jacob, what is it this week? Oh, you've put me on the spot, man. Oh, you've put me on the spot. We could just go Forest on Magic, Ooh. like his username. No, we're going to go no, for... Sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sam. We're going to go for Ryan Yates at centre-back. Ryan Yates at centre-back. Okay. Well, we'll definitely know that someone's listening then because nobody will ever be messaging us those words. Uh, so I, I like to think that the entire Nottingham Forest Twitter sphere thought about Ryan Yates at centre-back. 
smashing balls, smashing yeah. headers off <clears throat> through it off the floor like John Terry. Anyway, your wet dream with Yates at centre back aside. Sam goes on to say, who do you think the manager will go with at right back on Saturday? And who would you guys go with at right back on Saturday? He sort of sort of predicted our second we should have brought this in before uh, so uh, as you probably heard earlier uh, at right back Finn back first choice um, Hash, hashtag 44 that's, that's ours that's our choice um, however we potentially think that he's going to bring Gabriel in I mean back did play on against Wolves as well so maybe would want to rest him slightly but for me Finback should be one of the first names on the team sheet in his current um, sort of form, but I can definitely see Jordan Gabriel. I think it could depend on what happens in centre midfield. So if he goes Yates and Garner, there is a high potential for Colback at left back, which could mean Gabriel at right back. So yeah. I think if Colback's in the midfield, it could it would be Finback. I think if Colback's at left back, it would be Gabriel. Yeah. Um, well, the next question we've got Barry Turner again, Baza Tuzza, Crunchy 865. I've done this wrong because this question also applies to the to the segment we've already done. Uh, come on, Horvath or Samba on Saturday? Oh, see, yeah, I could go either way, I really could. I think, I think our reasoning for picking Samba in the in the Derby 11 is good. I think if it was any team other than Derby. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be. No, it's got to be Hormoth, but I just think Samra will step up to the plate, particularly with a big crowd there. He's a, yeah. and, and you know this could absolutely backfire. He could have a huge gaff and fuck something else up, yeah. as he seems to have done slightly in every game. I think the only reason he's maybe not been dropped is because they're not, they're not exactly Paul Robinson, yeah, the house type howlers are they? Not, they're not going to appear on a fucking shitty Sky One. Own goals One o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Rory McGrath, are they? So Rory McGrath. So um, no, I think I think I'm going to stick with Sam. Stick with my choice for Samba, but if it was any other team, it'd be Horvath. Yeah. And then the last one we got David Jones, our guy, David Jones. DJ. What, what a boy! I like that you're coming up with nicknames for all these people. DJ himself, <laughs> uh, who says, with the amount of things that just go wrong for this club, the latest being the injuries to Desmond Tutu and maybe so. I like I like the maybe so reference. It's a little Easter egg. Um, yeah. Just when they looked class, are we actually cursed? If so, who left the curse? And he thinks it was Commons. <laughs> that fat fucker couldn't leave anything, apart from especially a sofa. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I know, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Uh, in fact, you know, I know exactly. Sorry, where Chris came Collins, from. if you're listening. The uh, Bournemouth game, and this made me smile so much. I was walking up. We were sat in Lower Bridgeford. I was walking up to for to get the bevies while JJ went for piss number thirteen. And the song that was being sung was "Commons Is a Judas," and I've not heard that in years, and that made me smile. So, um, uh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, obviously, I'm a sane human being, so I don't believe in curses. But if curses were a thing, I would definitely say that we're under one. Oh, 100%. Uh, it, prob- it probably relates to the fact that we've literally had our cake and eaten it. We won the European Cup back-to-back twice after having won the league, after having been promoted, after having been a fuck-all-nothing team for 80 years. So, mm-hmm. you know... We could be cursed, but also we've got two silver stars in our chest. So, no. Yeah. But, you know, if I, you know, if I was to say who left the curse, um, who left the curse? Who left uh, the for curse? For us, big for us. 
Fwaz's fridge. Fact, There's some voodoo in that fridge. I think it goes back further than that. I think it goes back further than that. Because we've been shit for a long time, haven't we? Mm. Who left the curse? Mm. I think it could be Neil Warnock, you know, left the curse after the uh, losing to Sheffield United in the playoffs <laughs> all those years ago. That um, makes we'll sense. Go with, we'll go with Colin Wanker. There you go. There you go. So... I believe that's all the Twitter questions. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you everyone for sending them in. Um, Some great points. And yeah, we appreciate it. So thank you very much. Yeah, please keep them coming. Please keep them coming. So when we put this episode live, we're also going to run a poll concurrently. uh, That will probably run until match day. Big words. Uh, And the the question will be, um, will Chris Hooten still be in charge for the Cardiff City match? Ooh. So you have to take into account the Derby result. You have to take into account the end of the transfer window, the opportunity to get two and two and a bit weeks in with the players ahead of the uh, Cardiff match. And uh, yeah, answer the poll. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll try and read some of the best answers out for the next uh, episode. Cool. So that brings us to a close. Um, sorry that again that it's still not quite as positive as we hoped it would be this hmm. this season of Forest. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Saturday's game kickstarts our season. We finally beat the sheep. Sorry, we finally get a point by beating the sheep, um, and we're unreal from here on in. However, I don't quite see it happening. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your questions, and we'll see you next time, Jacob. Any closing thoughts? You read a man a few words.